Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There is a word especially for you. When you think you're about to give up, yeah. Just read your Bible, it'll tell you what to do. Be not weary in doing well. For in due season, you're going to reap, yeah. Good morning. My name is Gray Bun, and I am 11 years old. You're listening to Free on the Inside, my papa, Diggy Joel Lewis. Welcome once again to our weekly internet program. I'm your host, brother Joel Lewis, and you're listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. We're excited this morning about our guest that's holding on right now. Our guest is on the line right now, and I'm excited about this young man coming forth and sharing his gift and his talent with our listening audience. And this is the first time that we brought this type of format to our show, but it's a well needed format here. And we're talking about marriage. Oh, marriage is a powerful thing. But Sometimes we just don't understand. Sometimes we just don't get it right. And so without any further delay, I'd like to bring to you right now Reverend Corey Jefferson, the marriage coach for today. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Joe. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this time and opportunity. Oh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I've been trying to uh, get you on here for quite a while, but I'm glad that, you, uh, uh, that you're available today. So please introduce yourself to our listening audience. I'm Corey Jefferson. I'm the senior pastor of Poema Christian Church located in Dallas, Texas. Uh, uh, it's, it's a very unique ministry. Poema is, is Greek for workmanship or handiwork. Ephesians 2 and 10 says that we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Um, it's actually uh, equated to a masterpiece, and our thing is that if we're God's masterpiece, then we should not only just look like it, but we should act like it in all forms of matter. And so we, we teach the truly how-tos of the Bible, you know, to walk in victory, to, to be the epitome of God's word and his creation. And so, uh, so it's a ministry I'm excited about. I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, we really look to transform the lives of, of the people, truly. That's, that, that's, that's our main goal. Main goal. And, you know, that, that is so true. That is so true. Now tell us, uh, Reverend Court, how did you get involved in this marriage co- uh, counseling? You know, when uh, is the pastor, you know, you always have flock, you know, that, that want to get married and, and then you have a lot of them that come to you for counseling, even as they're, you know, going through their marriages. And, and even still, you know, you would have people um, through friends or family, you know, that would call you up and, and want to be married. They may not be under a pastor or have a particular kind of covering, and, and they're wanting to be married for different type of reasons. And, and I would see um, a very high turnover rate when it came to divorcing, you know, uh, quickly, even as quick as they got married, many of them were getting divorced. Um, and so a lot of the things that wasn't happening was they weren't receiving what I call uh, challenging counseling, or counseling that revealed, you know, the, the necessities of success for a marriage. And so what me and my wife began to do, we began to look at the things that were, that were plaguing the marriages, but also the things that would feed marriages. And, and just being realistic, you know, at a, at a young age in our relationship, my wife and I, we got married when we were 21 years old. We've been married uh, almost 19 years now, but in our second year of marriage, we got separated. Um, and so, so 
we looked at what took place, what transpired in our relationship, and even what helped us to get back together and grow stronger and continue to grow stronger, and we began to put these elements together in a way that we believe is helpful for all couples. Oh, that is powerful. That is powerful. And now as you are developing your marriage courses and your counseling and stuff, some things that are that we need to bring to the forefront, um, how important it is to seek adequate counseling prior to marriage. Oh, man, it is it is so necessary. Uh, it's it's like medicine uh, before you go into surgery. It truly is. And, and what it really does, and I think there has been a, a surface kind of counseling that has been done in years past, and nothing wrong, nothing wrong with surface counseling. And what I mean by surface counseling, you know, it's more along the lines of, you know, how much do you love this person, or, or are you ready to get married? Uh, you know, it's it's just really working out butterflies, and it's preparing them for, for the big day, and it might be preparing them for our first stage in life. But I believe that you know, adequate counseling deals with ten years down the line. You know, what's taking place in your marriage. Um, it's really calling together some things that y'all probably haven't discussed or looked like. Because, you know, when two people, you know, agree to get married, uh, they really get excited about the details of the wedding day and the honeymoon for for the guys. But a lot of things are pushed aside because they're looking wholeheartedly for the wedding day instead of a life of marriage together. And so what we try to do, you know, in our counseling is we unpack bags, um, we bring elements from the past to the table so that so that each each person can make a very disciplined decision about this person they say that they love and and we needed to know that this is for the rest of your life and so 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 can you buy off on this baggage that's coming in, or can you release this baggage? You know I think everybody has a right to know you know the person uh from the past as well as the person you're trying to move into the future with. So and that's just, that's just you know uh, one element of the marriage counseling. Of course, there, there are several other things that we do as well. Yes, there And we have our phone line that's lit up. But uh, along the same line, of question I want to ask before we bring in any guests that wants to share some thoughts or make a comment regarding their marriage. Um, what is the length of time, based on your experience, that uh, the, for a couple to get counseling? Because sometimes we kind of uh, in a rush and a haste, and we, just, uh, we have mm-hmm. other priorities. But what is a good uh, length of time? Anywhere from three to six weeks. Anywhere from three to six. You know, I have I have a standard of of three weeks of meeting with them, and and I think you know three weeks goes for foundation, and in that time we can see if there are some some heavier things that we really need to deal with. And from time to time, I mean, we come across some couples uh, that really come uh, from a good covering. What I mean by that, a, a, a pastor and, and a church family that's really breathed into them and taught them, held them accountable in their singleness. And so when they come to the table, uh, you know what, they have some financial stability. Uh, they've been discipled, faithful living, honorable lifestyle. Those kind of things make it a lot easier. You know, when, when it, you know if, if they're not a part of our ministry and they come from another ministry in which, you know, they've really been supported and, and poured in, into but then there are those cases, you know, you have some real unique things that that happen, and we have to take some time on certain issues. So certain issues, we might we might spend maybe two weeks or three weeks just on one thing alone, just depending on, on the nature of it. 
Yeah, yeah, and that is so true. That is so true. And that's something that we don't really uh, consider as we uh, get married. Now, we have a caller here on the line here, and we're going to just take a moment here, and we're going to allow them to come in and chime in and, and join in the conversation. So just good morning, caller. You're on the net. Good morning, caller. Okay, Kyle, I assume that you just want to listen to the program. Thank you very much, and just continue to hold on. And uh, if you have an opportunity, please chime back in, and we'll bring in you. We we'll bring you in to join the conversation. Good morning, caller. You on the net? Hello. Yes, caller. Yes, you on the net? We're speaking with uh, Reverend Corey this morning about marriage counseling. How you doing, Reverend Corey? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Yeah. Um, there's some special questions I really want to ask you today. Uh, okay. Uh, what kind of Bible principles do you really use in order uh, when you uh, when we're counseling? Yeah, yeah. What, what what scriptures do you use when you? Uh, oh. Yeah, all, all all of us are, are biblical are biblical scriptures or biblical principles. All around, um, particularly the heavy end that I use, and, and this is what I use my, my core bit of counseling, coming from Ephesians uh, chapter five, uh, with, starting with the verse twenty-two, going throughout. Right there, when you talk about when you see the wives submitting to the husbands, husbands loving your wives, you really see core roles defined, and with that, you know you're really able to open up the box into people's lives. A lot of the problems that we have in marriages is that we don't know what role we are to play play biblically, and so and so these scriptures right here really define and open up in a key way to let us know how we should operate in our marriages. So, uh, as biblical principles such as that, of course, we go back to Genesis as well, and you can you we also begin to see how tragic struck in relationships due to the failure of responsibilities as well. So so those kind of things. Yeah. Um. Then you said being subject to your to your mate, right? Yeah. You, uh, you're not really saying that don't 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 just be a fool for him or nothing like that. But it's just most it's a it's a it's a, a give and take relationship, right? Well, yeah. In, in every in, well, in in every regard, uh, particularly. Let me go into to one area uh, where the Bible talks about. That the wives are to submit to the husband as the head of the uh, the wife, as unto Christ. That's not women have a tendency, and even men have a tendency to see that word submit as a form of dictatorship. But it's not a form of dictatorship. It really means is that the wife plays the part of a uh, how can you say it a, a supporting actress. As the man plays the lead role, but both operate under the direction or under the director of Christ itself. Now, the thing about this is, is that the woman has a responsibility because she signed up for this under the director. And so regardless of what that man does, she has a part to play in it. That's the role that she signed up for. But it is a ministry, and it is not a mastering process. See, what the wife does for her husband is a ministry unto God. And what the husband does for for the wife, as loving, you know, the wife, believe it or not, the the husband does have the hard part. You know, love sounds so simple, but it is 
more than that because you talk about a covering. And so so he has the responsibility of caring for. And we know we know guys that as we enter into a role of headship that we're held to a higher accountability, a higher standard. And so 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 it's it's not a dominating kind of thing. And yeah, it is it is give and take, but it's give and take regarding the Bible, regarding the Word of God, because those are the things that work. And so, so it's not based on feeling; it's based on commitment to God. Yeah, and also, how about uh, bringing uh, one of the main things, like bringing uh, death into the marriage, like uh, getting married and you're not really financially responsible for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we talk about we talk about debt. Uh, how do you handle finances? And we, we, let's let's be real about this thing. Uh, Ninety percent of the marriages that happen, they they are not financially where they want to be. But we do believe this. We have to know that that when we enter into this covenant of God, because the Bible talks about, or, or, or scriptures really talk about, and show how how this is an honorable institution. And if this is an honorable institution instituted by God, God can bless this thing if we do it his way. So you can bring two incomes together and have an awesome life, but there has to be discipline and has to be structure with that thing. And so I believe, you know, that, that one person might be, you know, unstable in our finances, but the other person, knowing their gifts, can come in and work together. And, and that really kind of falls along with what you're talking about with the give and the take. And we talk about that as well. Who has what kind of strength in the marriage? Just because just because I'm the man and uh and I bring home the money, I may not know how to balance the money. My wife, she might be awesome when it comes to numbers. It does not mean I'm less than a man because I allow the wife to kind of just talk about or, or help manage the finances. But guess what? I'm, I'm truly involved when we talk about where those finances go and what's happening with those things. So, so you yeah. know, that's that's the kind of way that we look at that. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, what's what 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 sort of uh, statistics uh, do you really have? Uh, uh, what time spans do you mostly use in uh, the average marriages? I'm, I'm sorry. You you mean? As far as what to, to see success, if our counseling has worked or anything in that regards? Uh, well, basically when you've seen problems start coming up. With counseling or without counseling, you know, or, or, or you mean a typical a typical marriage? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you see, I tend to say that within that within that first six months to a year. Uh, you'll begin to see a lot of things take place, even things that you know that we we covered in counseling, because one of the things that we do in counseling, we allow them to know what things happen at what stages of your marriage, you know, just just based on you know the marriages that that we see and that we experience. Uh, there are a couple of things that that automatically happen. There are times, guys, when 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 we wake up and we look at our, our spouse and. We may not feel that that heart throb that we felt at one point in time, and it doesn't mean that you know that we don't love them. It's just a stage of life that we go through when when we get just so used to each other 
uh, and that thing does come back, but that's sometimes, you know, when you look at your spouse and, and you don't like them, though you love them, but you don't like them, and that's a very hard statistic. How do you deal with that? Does does that mean that the thing is over? No, it doesn't. It means that we got to press harder to get back to to what we need to do to to go forward, and so we get them ready for it, things like that. Um, it's probably also within the first year that you see that you see problems from family that play into the marriage as well. Because yeah. you understand, yeah, you understand that the two are coming together, and when they're coming together, it should be a tear away from the other family. Now, we're not talking about that there is no relationship with mom and daddy, cousin, uncle, and any of them. But the Bible says that, you know, that there is a leave and cleave. For this reason, the man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. The two shall become one flesh. And that's, that's hard to deal with because when holidays come, when birthdays come, when certain things pop up, you know, we want to go back into those areas. And, but sometimes, guys, there is a, there's a, a bigger need to minister to your marriage. And, and you can't always be there for the sake of, of your marriage. So we talk about how do you deal with those things. Or, or when you've, been a, you've had a father and you're, you're young and you had a father that's been so heavily involved in every step of your life, and now do you follow the husband's word based on God or do you follow daddy's word that's always been there for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and, sound like uh, you can identify I'll, with that way. I also found that most women mostly uh, patting the men after their fathers too. Mhm, mhm, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. You, you you have those, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing, because you know you're going from one covering to the next, and and with that, particularly if you've had a father that signed off, you know, on this husband, uh, he knows the system that it's going to, and I do believe this, I I believe that that fathers should raise their daughter spiritually to recognize the value in a man that could carry on, not at, at his level, but even at a higher level, so that there's no issues down the line. But see, so many times a father isn't there to co-sign that or even to show the value. See, see, a lot of fathers, and well, there are fathers, let me say not a lot of them. There are fathers that have allowed culture and so many other things to raise the daughter and define the daughter, and so that when some man jumps up, he may not fit the standard that the father would like, but maybe the father hadn't taken the time to show the daughter what a real man looks like because he hadn't walked that thing out spiritually himself. Yeah, 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 you're right. Brother Daniel, that was a great set of questions right there. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And once we continue on, we got a couple other calls that's on the line here. Just hold on. And Brother Daniel is our co-host of our program here, Reverend Curry. Awesome. Curry. So awesome. we thank him for coming on. He has some uh, very valid questions here and, and something that need to be answered. Yes. So just hold on there, Brother Daniel. And you are listening to uh, uh, Free on the Inside, uh, a weekly internet program. Today we have our guest on uh, Reverend Corey Jefferson, uh, the marriage coach, and you too can join in the conversation. The number is 310-982-4126 and get your uh, uh, questions and uh, ask regarding marriage. And also, if you're getting ready to enter marriage, some things that you need to be aware of. We just spoke on uh, on the length of time for uh, adequate counseling based on his experience, and we touched on the financial aspect of it. And we hit a little bit about friends, and I wanted to bring that up again because as I have been married for quite a while, and like yourself, 
Rev. Carey. I have been divorced, and then we got remarried. But then that was something that I had to learn in between that, about friends. You know, some, yes. you know, the wife and myself said, well, you had these friends. Who are they? What they all about? I don't like them. I don't like <laughs> her. I don't like the scenario. How do couples handle situations like that at this time? Again, it's all about defining the value uh, of your marriage, believe it or not, and, and where you want to go. And so when you start talking about defining the value, you got to begin to look at those things that might be harmful to where you see your marriage going. Um, it's very necessary that communication takes place in the beginning about friendships, about their status, about their standards, believe it or not, because uh, uh, the role of a friend should not allow their friend to enter into any form or any kind of conduct or practice that will hurt them. Now, when we become married, we become as one. So guess what? The, the things that I'm involved in influence my wife. It influences my household. And so my friend should be able to support me in the best for my wife and for my household. And so we got to begin to look at, okay, what friends are in this thing to win it and not selfish? Because some of our friends love what we used to be to them and be able to do with them. And so so uh, even before you get married, uh, with counseling, I believe there needs to be sit down with friends as well and, and, and allow them to know that this is my spouse. Uh, it's me, her, and God. And this is the role that I need you to play in this by supporting. Matter of fact, even when you look at, at, at the vows, uh, when a person gets married, it says, Dearly beloved, we're gathered together here in the presence of God and in the sight or the face of this company. Those are your supporters. And so so your friends are there to support. Now, everybody can't go with you into your relationship. Everybody, everybody can't support you at your marriage relationship, and so you need to define that, what's healthy and what's not. You know, you know that is so true. I, you know what? I never thought about that. We have another call on the line. I want to come back and readdress that that you had just mm-hmm. said about, uh, you know, and uh, telling your friends about. Cause we never do. We just show up. We marry. You know, and yeah. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good morning, caller. You on the net? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the net program. Well, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. My name is LaShondra Lewis. I am uh, Deacon Lewis's wife here, and I wanted to let you know that I have enjoyed so far what I've been hearing and also from attending your uh, previous marriage seminar that we attended. It was such a great um, seminar, and I did learn a lot there. And uh, I have one question for you. on, on this marriage seminar that I have been, I wanted to ask a few times about mail mm-hmm. that uh, we receive. Is it appropriate or is it okay for us to be able to open up each other's mail? <laughs> well, let, let, let me go back and, and and again. It's necessary in your relationship that y'all define your comfort areas and your comfort zones. Um, what we do in, in, in our in our in our counseling, we talk about what should be free, you know, and, and, and things that you're uncomfortable with, and why you might be uncomfortable with it. Now, I can't I can't deem whether whether it's good, right, or, or wrong for you to do that. But that, but in the realm of your marriage, 
you know, that, that's something that y'all need to define. And, and if not, why? Why is that? Now, if you're asking me personally, you know, my, my feelings, I can give my, my personal feelings. Let me put this disclaimer out. It is my personal, and this is what works in the Jefferson household here. Because we are as one and we're seeking God in our marriage daily, it's not it's nothing hidden in our mail. Amen. For one, for, for one, if something comes to me, I have to know that it impacts my whole household. And so and so I'm endangering or jeopardizing not just me but even my wife's well being to keep something from her that's going to impact her life as well with me. Now, that's personally from the Jefferson household, so I had to put that out there. But, again, you must define, you know, you must define what takes place because, you know, I'll be real with you, not everybody is mature enough to handle mail and messages. Okay. And and let me put it this way. If, If you have a person in your relationship that is not at a level to, to to have or use self control or to not use what we call call wisdom and they fly off the handle when they see a bill come through and it's it's connected to a, a disconnect note, um, they may not know how to handle certain things at that level. Now, I'm not saying keep it from them. Definitely I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, that we ought to be able to grow and pour into our spouses where they're mature enough to handle everything with our lives. I hope that answered the question. Wonderful. Thank you. That that did answer the question. And I got one more, and then I'm going to release it back to you all. Um, Money. Mm -hmm. Should we be open to each other's um, financial situations, such as if I get money, I should tell him, or he gets money, he should tell me, or should he hide uh, (laughs) money that he gets? Well, you, you use the word you, you you use the word hide. So let me key in on that word hide. Hide means that certain things are revealed. Like I'm I'm sorry that are covered up. Um, okay. You know, uh, <laughs> when I when I think of covered up, I think of and again, this is me talking on this level, and I, and I pray I'm not offending anyone. But when I hear the word covered up, you know, I, I think about you know deceive, you know. Uh, and, and I, 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 do, I do believe, guys, that in order to have a healthy spiritual marriage, everything has to be on the table so that both sides can grow together. If I'm keeping resources to myself, knowledge to myself, it is not pouring into the person that I call my better half. Amen. And we both can't grow together. And if Amen. we can't grow together, now listen to this, if we can't Amen. grow together at a time when life is beating me down, I can't depend on my better half to be strong for me if I'm not pouring into them, if they're only getting half of the source, half of the resources, half of the information. And that's a lot of problems that you see when a person dies in a marriage that, that a spouse is left out to hang dry because they don't know the information that should have been shared. Okay, so this true. is uh, Sister Gilmore. I'm with Sister LaShondra Lewis. On that note, um, what I would like to interject is if you're trying to save to grow the the family mm-hmm. and the other, the spouse, does not know how to save, then yes. all they earn 
Uh-huh. So you're trying to keep it not as a secret secret, like I don't want to share with you, but I want to have something for us to go on vacation on or get yeah. a bigger home or in case of emergency. Is yeah. that hiding or is that being concerned with the family whole and not well, giving well, the spouse everything they want? No, no. Well, again, remember I said I'm king in on the word that was used to hide. Now, oh, th- yeah, I used the, that's the word that was used hide. Okay. Now, I can share information, but they don't have to have access to all of that fund. That's a different right, thing. Right, but if it causes a conflict because you're sharing the what? information, like, well, I know we have it, so why can't yeah. I? No, no, no. This is what we do. Because, again, we should, even though they might have, have problems with managing it or spending it, we still need to allow them to know that they play a vital part of this because, and let's talk. Let's see if we're talking about people, you know, uh, two two members that bro- both bring home a check, and so so right. if they're contributing to the household, then they have a need to know what's going on with that funds. Now now you might you might do this as as the more responsible one for finances. Okay, how much do you need? Not only just to survive a week, but to do some other things and, and enjoy some certain things. And so, so there's certain things put aside because, you know, we're working from a budget. Amen. And, and so, Amen. So, so, so if we're not working for, 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 from a budget, then the rest of this conversation is null and void. But since we're exactly. working from a budget, if we're working from a that's, budget. I think that's the key word. Is that yeah, yeah, understanding yeah. we have a budget. And yeah. the budget is not all the check every time. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and this is this is what we do here. There's there's a budget. Here's some spending money for the spouse. It's a spending money for me, and so so on. Right. On a, every two weeks, I give my wife. I put it in the email form to where it shows. This is how much went to saving. This is how much is in there. These are our bills right here. This is where that money is going aside. Here's the money, you know, that's short. Here's this money that's mine. Here's money for entertainment listed. I mean, we, 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 particularly that thing came in handy for Christmas, I'm trying to tell you. Amen. But, again, that means we're working from a budget. And I'm not hiding it from her. And, 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 and though she has a part, a big part to play in this thing. But, you know, I'm right. the one that handles the money because I know I'm stronger in that area. But she sure feels exactly. better because she knows where where it's going and she can see it. And if she can see it, she don't have to have it in her hands. There you go. Amen. All right. Very good. Thank you for that answer because uh, it really has enlightened my thought about it. So uh, we appreciate you. and. Thank you for being on the show with us today, and we're going to go Thank ahead you. and turn it back over to uh, Joel. And, um, hey, Pika Lewis. <laughs> hey, my sister. Thank you all for calling in, and y'all have a great day. And continue to listen to our program and be informed about, all right. uh, about marriage. Okay. Amen. Thank God you. bless you. We'll talk later. I'll enjoy it. Oh, Rev. Corey, thank you, thank you for uh, answering those questions that was being uh, oh, thank presented. You. Now, as the ladies were sharing, and you know, mm-hmm. we had two thousand, uh, two train of thousand as I got out the conversation. One is about mm-hmm. saving, and the other is about being annoying. Yo, that's a fine line now. Uh-huh. And I like the way you handle it. That's a fine line between am I hiding yeah. the money, am I trying to save the money for uh, unseen events? Because we as men, we are we yeah. are we are hunters and gatherers. Right, you know, right. we like to 
you know, and, and plus, you know, if something happens, I can't go over to you and say, "Hey, Rev, I need to, I need a hundred dollars," because I'm a man. Yeah. I, you know, right. I feel like I should be able to take care of my family, but a woman, <laughs> they don't have that sense of boundary. They can go call up sister, girl, girl, we in my hood, we fell on hard times. Help me. <laughs> but we as a man, well, our pride has been damaged. Yeah, so yeah. If, if our wife come to us and say, "Hey, uh, we got a problem here. We got a hundred dollar. We you know we our air conditioning unit is out. Don't you have yeah. some money? You know, baby, yeah. I budget. I showed you everything I had. Yeah. If we wouldn't have went yeah. out to dinner, we wouldn't have bought these curtains. Right. We have got... Yeah, and, 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 can, and can I speak to another side of that? Because I, yes, I want to be transparent and, and I want to show both halves. Because uh, we can each testify to how Grandma or, or Big Mama or Madea, how she had, you know, a secret stash from time to time. And, and I identify that, that <laughs> sometimes they had those stashes because their husband was, was on a rampage in life. <laughs> and, and now, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I know where you're going with <laughs> you, 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 you know, you know, if Papa used to used to when he get his check, he'd go out and spend everything on drinking and whatever kind of life and she's there with the kids trying to take care of the household and keep it all together and and, and trying to really even cover for him. Yes, yeah, she had that I mean, she might take bits and pieces and put it to the side because he may come home and try to take things out of the house and it's gonna hurt the house. You know what? I, I I see I see certain things, you know, benefits when it came to that happening. Um but again, if we're talking about healthy marriages, you know, both that are seeking God, you know, I I, I think that that everything needs to be on the table. Hey, okay, hey, yeah, and that's so true. That is so true, and that's something uh, that people are not aware of. You know, I do a juvenile ministry, and I talk to young men that's 18 years old, and they said that they they either uh, want to get married or they some of them are already married 19, 20 years old, and they incarcerate, they separate from their family. But their foundation yeah. is being, uh, their foundation is not secure. Their foundation is being shaken because they have no clue of being married. They have no clue of fatherhood or, or being a parent, yeah. or being a responsible person. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can identify with that again. You know, I, I, I believe, you know, that, that we got to begin to pour, pour into our, our, our children, our youth, in a way that really makes them successful for life. You know, uh, father showing their father showing their son, you know, what a man of God is and how to take care of their family. And, 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 and the mother showing their daughters, you know, how, how to truly be a blessing and a help me to that man to walk beside him, not up under him or behind yes. him, but, but walk beside him and so they could truly fulfill God's purpose for family itself. These are things that have to be taught. You know, I think we might have gotten away from some of those kind of things because of the way the society is going, but it's so necessary. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I do a jail ministry also, and I tell young men that we study Bible principles in life, and you can't separate one from the other. You sure right. Bible in life. You can't separate. <laughs> I got my spiritual, I got my, no, you can't. You can't separate. And I share yes. with them, guys, uh, success. You know, sometimes the world defines success as the money, the fame, the reputation, but God mm-hmm. uh, counts success as being honorable and pleasing to God, yeah. you know. And yeah. I tell men, the success of a man is not measured in his jobs or his finances, but success yeah. in the eyesight of God. A man is coming home and being a responsible father. 
You know, my yeah, dad raised yeah. us with a very little, you know, he didn't have an education. I didn't know it, but he worked uh-huh. construction jobs. He worked, uh, yeah. uh, you know, warehouse jobs. But to me, he was successful. He done things that me and did. But as I look yeah. back, I dismissed the bad things, and I think about how successful, as I'm an adult, how he put up with our jobs on a day-to-day uh-huh. basis to make sure I had a roof over my head. I would come home, yeah. and I would see little kids' furniture being set out, and I was so scared that that would happen to us. But thank God that my dad and mother always had us protected. So to me, success is being able to take care of your home and also yeah. honoring God. That's, that's right. That's right. The, the ability to manage the blessings that came from God and the gifts that came from God. That, yeah, that's what it yes. is, the ability to manage those things that come from him. Because none of it's ours, and we can't take it with us. And so, so why, 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 why not grow? Why not grow what he's given us? Because that's what we're held responsible for and accountable to. Yeah. That, that is so true. Rev, this has been a great, great, great conversation here. Before we go any further here, we have our co-hosts back on the line here. But I wanted to ask you some other things concerning marriage. Now, you have a okay. marriage seminar coming up. Will you please give us yeah. some insight on that? January 31st uh, in the Dallas area uh, at, at our physical location, 66. 26 R.L. Thornton uh, Freeway, we do an As One Marriage Ministry Workshop. We try to do it once a month or every other month. And so the first of the year is taking place Friday, January 31st at 7 p.m. And, and this is actually entitled Celebrating Your Spouse. You know, we bought in the, the New Year celebrating, you know, that which we're going to do. But I think it's also necessary that we learn how to celebrate our spouse. What does that mean? When you're when you're in the public eye, what is it that you're showing, demonstrating, telling, expressing about your spouse, even when they're not there? That kind of thing really goes a long way. One, what it does is it encourages young singles, just singles all around, uh, about about the beauty of of marriage. You know, uh, we have some now that say, "I don't need to be married because we can just live together, and I don't have to have all these other responsibilities." But you know, when we begin to celebrate our spouse, you know, through through an honorable marriage of God, you know, I believe that it encourages. I also believe that when you celebrate your spouse publicly, when you talk about the awesomeness of it, it also keeps predators away from your marriage. Amen. There there are some people that love a married man. And so, yes. so when you're not talking about how great your spouse is, it's almost like an attraction saying, you know what, I smell blood in the water. Things may not be good or right at that household. And so, so we want to we go through some exciting, you know, activities, uh, some wonderful discussions, and it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, so definitely um, we, we invite everybody to attend at this. Again, the date and the time? January 31st, that's a Friday, it's at 7 p.m. It is at Poema Church, P-O-I-E-M-A, Poema Christian Church, 6626 R.L. Thornton Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75232. And, and if you got any questions, you can give me a call uh, at 972-815-5651, or you can go on Facebook and like Poema Church. We always post information there as well. Great, great. You know, I have attended one of your seminars, uh, marriage courses, me and my wife some time ago. It truly was a blessing, and I was so inspired because I know what, in oh, one of our uh, discussion topics came up about toothpaste. Here's and here is toothpaste. <laughs> you know, things that, you know, people get divorced over toothpaste. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, little things like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember. And, and, you know, and it's great to be able to sit down and we look at it, and you know, and then you start hearing other things, and you say, "Wow, that owl ain't that bad." But you know, one, there's just a little bitty thing that destroys marriages. Uh, <laughs> uh, me and my wife' marriage have went, uh, you know, in the, uh, went through its roughy, rough and, and difficult times. But we thank God that we're here. But I wanted to. Uh, touch bases with you and uh, bring to the forefront as I go to church and as I know the power of God it hurts me to see so many people are separating in the body now some of them yeah. are well, once they're in the body they're married and all of a sudden they're gone and it's just a man is a God great isn't it yeah. Is, uh, yeah. based on your day how do we as Christians that are married to be able to talk to other people uh, a lot of times they don't share that uh, you know what how can you avoid something like that? What can, how can we be a stopgap or stand in the gap for things like that? Because it's a, it's a shame. I don't want to go to church and, yeah. and you know, we praise yeah. God on one side, but we had to divorce on Monday. We yeah. got into the courthouse, but we praise God. Yeah. Sometimes those things happen. Sometimes they happen. Right. Yeah. Well, well, what it is, I, I think just, you know, just really acting on, on what you see, you know, in a spiritually led way, spiritually led and compassionate way, you know, uh, as married couples, we, we all go through the same kind of struggles. And oftentimes, as you look upon another brother or sister in the church, you can even see their countenance and, and know what they're going through. And those that have been married a long time and, and those that, you know, seek the Lord on a continual basis, oftentimes you're able to identify certain things based on signs. And so it's not that you're getting in their business, but it can just be simple encouragement by saying, you know what, uh, me and my wife, you know, we want to invite y'all two out to dinner because, see, sometimes they need the motivation of another couple that's maturing and growing and to see that yeah. they can make it past those certain things. And in, a, and in a realm like that, they might open up to where they've been really kind of concealing because we know in, in the church we have to look like we got everything right and perfect, don't we? But but in those small circles, people are more at ease to, to open up about what's been happening. And so so I believe that, you know, couples that, that are there in the church that are thriving, and what I mean by thriving, it doesn't mean that you don't have your problems because we all do, but, you know, we're overcome by our testimonies. And so, so as you're there and you're still working in your marriage, reach out to them and support them and encourage them to continue on. You know, it's not going to be like this always. And, and of course, you know, um, even trying to direct them in some areas of help where you may not be able to help them in. And, you know, you may not, you may not be there to see that thing uh, come, to, come to success, but, you know, we just got to be concerned with planting seeds as, as married couples ourselves and the lives of other couples and let God, oh, do, the, so let God do the growing. Yes, yes, oh, that, yes. That is so true. Now, you know, as, as in the church body and as church members, we have these different programs and organizations. We have a women's ministry. We have a men's ministry. And I've been mm -hmm. a part of those ministries. But we never touched on those personal things of marriages and relationships. How important it is as men and women come together for them to at least sometimes touch on those things. Because someone in that group may be struggling and on the verge of marriage collapse. Yeah. And we, yeah, we yeah. talk about fundraisers and we talk about, you know, <laughs> And program, but we're not talking about the the, uh, the whole man because you can't separate life from the Bible. You can't do it. You, you're right. You're right. And the great thing about doing that, you know, in the in the context of the church, is that you know the Bible becomes your boundaries for 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 that which is followed. You know, when a person when a person talks about things happening in marriage outside the church, you really invite. Uh, worldly logic to come in, you really invite different kind of philosophies, you know, different kind of sciences that enter into your marriage about the things that work. But but 
in, in the context of the church, in, in the body of believers, you know, it really keeps us in line with what does God's word say. And, and believe it or not, either, either God is our God or he isn't. Either God is God over everything or he isn't. And so, so we must first know, if he's our God, let's trust him. Because, you know, he instituted this thing. And if he instituted it, let's continue to go with him in marriage. So, yeah, it's necessary in, in the church that that's discussed, and it's not a form of taboo in the church. Yes, yes. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, with my own person, people say, well, maybe you get into my business. But if we're not, you bring some things that may not be, that may be on the hearts of people but not being brought forth. Because we're looking mm-hmm. for the pastor or the shepherd to kind of shepherd us, but we're not giving him nothing to work with. And we should be able to, as brothers, say, man, you know, I was divorced, but not you, man. You and your wife, yeah, I was separated. You know, people yeah. realize me and my wife were separated for three long years. And God beat, Jesus. Her, God beat her, but we got back together. Yeah. And so we know the boundaries. We know how far to go. And we know uh, mm-hmm. if our marriage is getting on, uh, getting on shaky ground, the drawback, and yeah. we need to correct it because we done been there and done that. And, and it breaks yeah. my heart. It breaks my heart to see people that go through this three times. You know, they've been oh, married yeah. three times and they still ain't figured it out. You know, one oh. time's enough for me, you know. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know how they can lift it through the madness of that. I mean, because, I mean, just, just the transition, you know, the tearing apart is just, it's just so damaging. You know, because yes. now you, you, you're, you're breaking a lifestyle that you've kind of gotten comfortable with and that you've come yes. to know. And, and now you're having to go back out in life as if you're starting over again. I mean, yeah, that's that's hard to do. It's, it's hard. Yes, when, it when we were separated, it was hard to do. So I can imagine, you know, with the divorce and, and then going through this whole thing again, and particularly even if you have kids, that has to be, you know, a, a very difficult, very, very difficult thing to go through. And so I, I don't encourage it at, at, at all. I mean, I, I don't encourage it. But I, but I understand there are certain things that happen in marriages, but I, I don't encourage it. And it's so true. And then also on the on the flip side of that, you also have to. They have issues that they bring into a relationship. You oh, were yeah. like my third husband. You were like my first husband. Or you never can take the place of someone that they may have loved and passed. Oh. And then you got this here saying, "Oh, you ain't like John, baby. John did what he could do. I could do what I could do. I'm not putting John yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could only do what I could do. I can't compete <laughs> against somebody that's no longer here, earthly. Yeah." And, and you know that's why that's why premarital counseling is necessary, and that's why marriage conferences and workshops are necessary while going through. Because again, we often find out uh, that even years down the line, parts of us begin to emerge that this other person may not have known about, yeah. and this person may look up one day and be like, "That's not who I married. What in the world happened?" You know, kind of kind of thing. But again, now we have to now we have to help our spouse heal from whatever happened in the past and not just walk away saying, I didn't sign up from this, I'm out. No, you did sign up for this, even though you didn't know what was coming your way because trials and tribulations come to the average Christian, well, not to the married couple as well. Yeah. And so we got to help now help our wives heal. We call that ministering. Man, you know, oh, husbands, so we call it we call it pastoring our household. You know, we, yes. we, we, with, with with wives, we call it walking beside and even sanctifying the household as well. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. Uh, we have our co-host on the line. We're gonna bring me. I want to ask you one other question. Uh, sure boundaries. Sometimes, yes. you know, we encounter problems on the job, or we encounter personal problems, and the spouse or the, uh, either one, male or female, come home and say, "I don't want to be bothered." 
and sometimes we we caretakers. We want to dig it out of them. What what's the scenario based on your experience like that? Uh, if you have encountered anything, because sometimes we want to fix things, and sometimes things that have to just work themselves out. Yeah. Well, and again, um, de- define, defining how you're going to handle certain situations based on how you're wired. I believe that that a per- that that your spouse, when they speak in the wrong tone, um, will not will not be able to produce the best results from that conversation or that situation. So, yes. if if you know if you know how your spouse is wired, and they tell you, you know. I need I need I need an hour before before I can be the person to respond to you in a loving kind of way. Then then give them that. Um, again, my wife and I we have a certain system. We have a certain way. Uh, the way my wife is, you know, when we have a spat because we do have spats, you know, it, it, she has to she has to calm down and wrap her mind around what's right. Me too. And I'm, I'm ready to talk right then because I'm like, I don't want nothing going on. But because of the love that she has for me and she doesn't want to hurt me with words, she would say, I'm not ready right now. And I need to respect that because what she's doing is she's thinking about me, you know, because we know that once words come out there, we can't pull those things back in. And so, so not everybody is mature enough to handle those words and still stay in that thing and work it out. And so, so recognize, you know, what's necessary from your spouse, and, and you also need to communicate what's best for you when, when you discuss or when you need to kind of just jail down a little bit, you know, when you need to digress, and then you can put on your, your husband hat or your honey hat or whatever it is and make your household a true paradise that it needs to be. But, again, those are defined within the context of your marriage, you, you know how each of y'all are wired. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Um, now, we're going to bring in our co-host here and let him have a few words. Okay. Brother Daniel. Hey, y'all. Uh, hey, right, we're about ready to wrap up the program here. And uh, do you have any uh, remarks or any comments you'd like to say regarding what we've just been discussing? And and then uh, we're able to finish off the program. Yeah. Um, furthermore, I'd like to add that, uh, you know, I've been looking at a lot of TV programs and programs that on it that tell you about a lot of celebrities and people in the world and people in the church and how they seem to have an image that they try to support that they're saying that really being married is something like uh, you selling out or you're not really supposed to be like that. In fact, I I, I, I was reading the other day uh, why they said uh, uh, Bobby Browns and uh, uh, Whitney Houston's daughter got married. A lot of a lot of people uh, in the you know the magazines and stuff kind of turned it down and said, "Well, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work." You know, you know why? Why wouldn't it work? You know? Yeah, yeah. You got to at least give it a chance. You give, you know, you know, maybe. But then again, you look at it like maybe they got a lot of people off into the in the mix. You know, yeah. maybe they don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then. Uh, and another thing, I was looking at this guy uh, like uh, Bob Marley. I was mm-hmm. looking at his life story, and you can find out that he had eleven kids by seven mm-hmm. different women. Yes. But at the same time, he was married. And yes. then, no, yeah. But then they asked him, "Was he married?" And he said, "No, I'm not married." I said, "Well, you got to <laughs> be married." But at the same time, he's saying that he was a minister. <laughs> and, and then it's confusing in a way, in a way that you know people mostly 
they don't they don't they don't know really how how to act because they they, they don't have a nobody to go to with their with their problems or their mm-hmm. uh, they're really having in, in in marriages you know and if yeah. you go to your preacher most of the time mm-hmm. he you know if he's not really like you been through something or he's been to school he got a certificate showing that he he he, he did so many hours in doing this they really don't you know they don't have time for it you know. Mm-hmm, so basically, mm-hmm. it's like a trial, trial and error period that you yeah. go through, and then mostly, you know, you're going downtown, and you know. And, yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother Daniels. Uh, thank you, brother Go ahead and address that. Yeah. Hold on. Well, there, well first, well, first of all, you know, the last thing he says, you know, then you want to, you want to go downtown. You know, it's a tragedy of God that you go before God. And to say that I take him or her to be my lawful husband or wife, and you do that in the sight of God, and you covenant with God, and then you you know you try to go downtown to a man to get this thing broken up, you know. Uh, let's look at let's, let's let's keep it all, and not just the sight of God, but but in the will of God within our marriages, and guys, and, and with that, you know, for healthy for spiritual healthy marriages to grow, we have to we really have to support one another. Because the world is making it difficult, um, Christina, Bobby Christina Brown, or whatever her name was, the public or the media is probably going on the past tragedies of the father and the mother and saying that she's not going to be able to to operate in a successful life when it comes when it comes to marriage. Right now is the biggest time that believers and Christian couples need to stand up, stand out. Speak about marriage in the Bible way, in a way that yes. honors God, to to contradict, to go against, to fight what's going out there. Because right now, again, y'all already know on the, on the books, you know, the same-sex marriages, you know, are, are trying to flood its way all the way in. Not only that, but now they're trying to define the, the, the term of, of marriage in a sense of for life. We know that, you know, you're married until death kind of thing. But now they, you know, they have people saying, well, the reason we have so many divorces is because marriage wasn't meant to be forever until the term life of a person. So let's treat marriage like our driver's license with an expiration date. Those are things that's on the book right now, guys. So so at a certain time, you can now give your wife or your husband back in like you're like you trading on a lease kind of car. That's, that's not God's way. But what has to happen is believers right now, our married couples, we got to stand up and stand out. Even if our marriage may not be looking the best, we got to let the world know that this is God's way and this is the best way it honors him. And we'll see the fruit and the benefits once we do, guys. But we've been too quiet. We've been too quiet. So we've got to celebrate our, our marriage and celebrate our spouses. We've got to honor God in this thing. Oh, that is so true. Well spoken, well spoken. And you said something that really resonates with us because sometimes our marriages is not where we want them to be at that time. But we still mm-hmm. have to honor God. You know, yeah, it's easy yeah, to walk yeah. away, man. It's easy to give yeah. up and throw in hand. But what a blessing it is if you weather the storm. And so you can tell yeah. your grandkids and your cousins, your uh, co-worker, hey, yes, I've been there, but God is able to hold us together. And that's God yeah. also give us provisions, give us Courses, yeah, uh, people like yourself, yeah, marriage course, uh, uh, coaches that's able to speak about issues, and real issues about real people, man. Yeah. You know, oh, this yeah, is real yeah, issues yeah. dealing with real life uh, uh, situations, man. And, and yet, if, you can't, if, if he did it for you, he could do it for me. 
That's right. That's right. And and again, it's not necessarily about my love for my spouse as much as it is about my commitment to Christ Jesus Himself. Oh yes, yes, yes. And because of my because of my commitment to Him, you know, I'm going to continue to go forward and love my wife the way that He says I'm supposed to love her. Yeah, that's, that's so it. true. Well, God bless you. God bless you. God bless. You. Oh, this oh, is a great you. show here. Uh, you know. Uh, we normally have two guests on, on each week of our program, but you had so much information that I, I wanted you to have the whole uh, hour to be able to share oh, with us. We had questions that were being brought about. And, and, and it, you know what? And it laid some things before people to let them think about. You know, we talked yes. about the length of time for counseling based on your yes. experience. We talked about the financial side of, of, of marriage couples, and we talked about the friends. And you yes. know, and I never thought about that. I never thought about it. I should go to you know that I should have went to my friends and said I to get married. I, they were, I went down and got married and showed up. And who is this? <laughs> my wife. Wait a minute. What about the one you quit last week? <laughs> you know, oh, that's that, you know. So I, I you know what? And, and how important it is at, at, at thirty seconds. How important it is yes. for them to uh, talk to their family about being married. A lot of times we talk to everybody else, but we go before mom and dad and say, I want to yeah. do this. This is who I want. Uh, you may not see it at this time, but this is what I yeah. want. What, how important it is for that? It's very important with that because, again, we were all raised a certain way in households, but when we come, when we come to, to, to the person that we love and we want to get married, we tend to bring those things that we were raised in into the table. And so you might not understand stand some of the techniques, strategies, structures, methods that your father or mother use or how they operate in, and it's very useful that you know about this, and so that when you go to the table, you know how fruitful, productive, beneficial, or how defective that thing is. So, so I think it's necessary. That's just the key to growth. Know who you are, where you come from, and even why you're kind of wired like you are based on what you've been seeing from your own household. So, yeah, it is necessary at all costs. Communicate, communicate, communicate. God bless you. God bless. You. What a great interview we had here. We've been speaking with Minister Corey Jefferson. Our marriage oh, coach you. for this morning here, the, you know, the way to, uh, this is January the 1st. We wanted to start out on a good day. This is the first time that we ever brought this type of format to our program, but it's well needed. And, uh, Minister Corey, we'd like you to come back later on to give us an update and, and continue to keep us plugged in to, uh, and, oh, you know, and, and encourage us and strengthen our marriage. Because our marriages have been challenged at every turn, regardless of your length of time. Sure. We have challenges. <laughs> you know, yes, I, we do. I, I think so much. My, my, my grandma, my granddad, they 80, 90 years old when they was living. They still was arguing. She said, y'all too old. Yeah. <laughs> but even <laughs> at that age there, you still, I'm talking about they just little pet yeah. arguments, you know. But it's yeah. the idea that yeah. you're never going to live in, in, in bliss <laughs> and not upset each other. Another if you left a you light on right. somebody laying out, you need to cut that light out. <laughs> and so that's something. Marriages need to be, know about those things. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, we go through it still, you know, as much as we, we try to counsel and be there, we go through it ourselves. And we got to pop the hood on our relationship, you know, often, see what's going on in there. It's so, so true. So, it's so I, true. Yeah. So, brother, I mean, I, I really appreciate this, this opportunity to speak and, and just, just share the word of God, and, you know, and I pray that I've been a blessing. And, you know, I, I pray that, you know, uh, I'm able to continue to learn myself because I'm no expert, nobody is. And so God is the expert, and we just rely on him. And, and that's how we move forward. So, brother, I truly appreciate you and, and, and this radio station, man, that's geared up to, to educating the body of believers so that we can grow and learn. So you're doing a great work, you and your wife and, and your staff, man. Keep doing the great job you're doing with 
God bless you. Again, uh, we're going to uh, make our way over there to your uh, marriage ca- uh, seminar as one for January 31st at 7 p.m. Hey, right, we'll be looking for you. All right, God bless you. Have a great day. You too, my brother. Bye. Oh, man, what a great